Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Joni. And this is the Grow Where You're At podcast. Where we discuss all things Appalachian and country. Now set yourself on down and learn a thing or two. And maybe laugh a time or two. Now let's hop to it. Top of the evening to you. Howdy do, ma'am. Well, I'm okay, I guess. I said I'm fair to Midland, I reckon. No, it said I'm it was like same over here. Try, it said trying to connect. I don't know. Maybe <sighs> it don't like your new hidey hole for podcasting. <laughs> well, it better learn to like it for podcasts. I think that should, sh- yeah, um, should lead us right into our uh, blooming minute. I, yes, it should. <sighs> I'll we, go first. So what you got <laughs> going on? Yeah. So for my blooming minute, the other day, I think it was Sunday, um, I was able to reorganize in the house a little bit specifically the bedroom and Davy's brother had given us an old desk that they had and it's in really good shape and so I was like you know what I can put that in the bedroom so I now have a designated crafting area and a designated podcasting area to where my bigger crafts like my quilting and my sewing can be done and I don't have to continually put my sewing machine away and bring it back out and put it away and bring it back out. So my blooming minute as now I have a designated craft area that I can keep my stuff. And I'm like beyond excited. I don't know what to do with myself. Yes, it's very cute too. Yes. She's got it all the, organized. <laughs> I think the whole rack of sidles beside of it really sets it off, you know. <laughs> It does. Yeah. Because it's that time of year when I'm not going to be using those as often. So I've kind of got them pushed back over in the corner. And originally I had wanted to have a crafting and kind of like a home office area in the laundry room. with the But where it's sitting at is like directly beside of the wood stove. So it's kind of even better than having it in the laundry room. So that's my blooming minute. I'm just tickled pink that I have a craft area now. <laughs> yes, and you can stay toasty warm this winter. I can while I'm in here sewing on things and stuff like that, so. <sighs> so what's your blaming minute, Miss Joni? Um, my blaming minute. Uh, we just finished redoing an antique tea cart. I'm pretty happy about that. I love it. It makes my heart swoon. I'm just saying. We got it for free. Uh, It was one of those awesome side of the road finds. And we got it home. And, well, I say we a lot, but, you know. I helped hold things and I helped stain it. But, you know, Jason redid it for me. And it is going to be my new little craft table that, you know, I can put in the living room and work on my stuff, and then when I'm done with it, I can put it away out of the way, 
So I'm excited for it too. So we both got new designated crafting stations, shall I say? Yes, ma'am. Yes. And we are tickled. We are tickled. And I think actually our sourcing for both of our crafting stations kind of leads into today's topic. But before we get into today's topic, are we going to do our AWOW? Yes, ma'am. Do you want to say the word or the definition? I'll say the word. It's a crick. And for those of you like a crick. And so the spelling of crick would be C-R-I-C-K. Now, Joni will tell you the definition of a crick. It can mean one of two things. A crick is either too big to be a branch or too little to be a creek. So it's a crick. So when you look at a little stream, I guess is what they call it. But we don't call it a stream. We call it a crick. Or you could have a crick in your neck. You know, when you sleep funny and you wake up, you got a crick. Yes. And that's the AWOL. <laughs> I love the AWOL. Me too. Yes. But frugal living tips. That's what we're going to cover today. Yes. And to begin with, I think we were going to try for frugal homesteading tips. But as a whole, I think it's just kind of like frugal living versus frugal homesteading. Yeah, because it doesn't matter what your situation is. These are tips that could help anybody. And before we jump in with both feet, we're going to let y'all know offhand. These are things we practice, but it's also things that we have gotten really good at because we have frugal lived for a very, very long time, a.k.a. at or below poverty line for our entire lives. Yes, we have lived right at or below the the federal poverty guidelines for our entire lives. So when when you live there and no matter the situation and no matter really your income level, you know, it can always help you get just a little bit further ahead to where it's comfortable. I would say fairly comfortable, you know, it's not driving brand new cars and living in brand new homes, but it helps make your life just a little bit easier and helps ease the burden of living off of your mind just a little bit. Yes, and also one of the main things that we're going to be telling you is don't try to keep up with the Joneses. I know that's one of those things where you think you have to have that new fancy car, that new fancy phone and stuff like that. And it's okay not to have those new things because the people, as the wise Dr. Seuss once said, those who mind don't, or those who matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter. And I tend to agree with that statement so much because Along with just being your authentic self also comes with making sure that all of your needs are met to the best of your ability. And it doesn't matter what your situation is. If you are happy and you are healthy mentally and physically and all of your basic needs are being met, that's all that matters. And a lot of this is going to be, 
you know, tips and tricks on basic stuff. It's, you know, things for your home and for food and just how to save you overall a little bit of money. And you might practice a lot of this already, but if you don't, maybe you can learn a tip or trick and, you know, help yourself out in the long run. Yeah. And I think some sometimes some of these actually cross over to not only saving you money financially, but saving you a little bit of time to do something that you either have been pushing off to do because you just don't have, quote unquote, the time to do it, or it helps you free up just a little bit of time for either yourself to read a book, meditate, do what it craft, do whatever, or be more present at home with those that you share a home with. And a home can mean anything. You can have kids. That's great. But if it's just you and your pet turtle, you'd have more time to sit beside of your pet turtle and read. Yes. So. And hopefully less stressful too. Yes. So it just, it, not all of it may translate to money, but it will all translate to being frugal with your time and your finances. Hopefully. Hopefully. And we are not saying that you need to do every single one of these at one time. Even if you practice one change per week or per month or whatever, you know, or even if you just implement one change, you'll, you'll see a difference in how that affects your, yourself. It affects your overall quality of life. <clears throat> So, and, and just let me go out here and say, I know a lot of you guys may think just because I have horses that I have spent a lot of money on it, but let me explain to you that both of my horses were given to me. One was a graduation present and one needed a home and all of my tack, except for, I think besides a few halters and brushes and stuff like that have either been used and bought at used sales for a discount price or they've been given to me and it's just because I have friends who have tack and they're like well I don't have room for this you hold on to it for me so I will throw that out there that yes I have horses but they were given to me and my most of my tack is either used or it was given to me as well so I'll throw that out there but they are also a very strong form of your version of self-care so we, they are a very strong form of self-care. You know, I do have all of these animals, but most of the time I I rescue them. Joni laughingly refers to me as Dr. Doolittle, so. <laughs> yes, and her, her miniature animal sanctuary she's starting over there. Yes. But, but in all honesty, all honesty, you cannot neglect self-care as well. Even if it is like Emily's got her horses or if it's that hobby you pick up and you spend a few bucks on or whatever it is that, yes, we don't go excessive and spend tons of money on things that we do not need or whatever, but you still have to have that self-care in there. You do have to have that self-care in there. And so, yeah, I have a lot of self-care techniques, but usually the one thing that helps me care for myself the most is either crafting or my horses or my animals in general. 
Because they make you slow down and they make you be deliberate with your actions, with yourself. They make you evaluate yourself. Because if they're acting up more than likely, if Bubba's acting a fool, it's probably because I went down there and even though in my mind I tell myself I'm calm, cool, and relaxed, he knows better and he's going to be like, ha ha, you think you're calm, cool, and relaxed? You're not. We're going to make you calm, cool, and relaxed. Yes. And they make you be in that moment instead of thinking about, oh no, this needs to be done or that needs to be done. And you have no time for that stress and worry about future things or past things. You have to be mindful of that moment. You have to be present and in that moment. And I feel like crafting is a lot like that too. It gives your hands and your mind both the same thing to focus on. Yes. And then... I think we should just jump on into the rest of this, ma'am. I would. I agree. I'm, I'm ready to jump on into this. Um, would you like to say one first or would you like me to start? Um. First. <laughs> you, you went a little sketchy on me there. I said, I'm not really where sh for sure where to start, so you go first. Okay. Um, one of our first tips we have is to buy common items in bulk if possible. It's not always possible. Sometimes when you're on a budget, you're not going to have that extra money to buy in bulk. But when you do have money to buy in bulk, especially things that you use quite often, most of the time, it's cheaper to buy in bulk. So, like, I know Emily follows this practice as well, but when I go buy sugar, I don't buy, you know, the four-pound bag or the 10-pound bag. I buy the 25-pound bag. And pretty much the same I with buy, flour. I buy 15-pound bags of sugar at a time, and I buy, I think, 25-pound bags of flour at a time. Yes, and those are things that we use. We're not saying if you are sugar-free, go buy you, you know, a huge thing of sugar because you don't need it. So make sure that you are buying things that you actually need, actually eat, actually use, and if possible, buy it in bulk because most of the time you can find it cheaper in bulk. Yes. Because um, I think it averages out. It's a I think for flour, it's a little less than, you know, a dollar a pound for flour. And I think my sugar was right at maybe a dollar a pound for a, for sugar, which it's not always feasible to do that. And I understand that it took me a long time to build up to where I was able to do that. But buying in bulk is the way to go when your budget allows it. Yes. Um. And we have said it a million times before, and before you finish listening to this, we'll probably say it a hundred times again. But make use of the barter system with your family, your friends, your neighbors, whoever. Um, you know, bartering is alive and well if you find your right tribe. So you might be able to trade something that you have that you don't use anymore or you don't need anymore, you know, um, a service that you can do or I was about to you know mention the service that you can do for example 
Davey has a friend, and he lives on my way to work and on my way from work. So if he has to go out of town and he needs somebody to check on his smaller livestock, such as his, or he had me check on his cows too, but I would stop by and check on his animals while he was out of town for a week and make sure everybody had food and water and check on his plants. And in exchange for that, you know, I got eggs to set under a hen for him, from him. So I was able to barter a little bit of my labor for eggs from his hens that are fertilized by a rooster so I don't have to go purchase eggs or purchase more chickens because I barter with him in labor and we barter with food back and forth a lot so that's one example Joni's the other example we trade so much stuff back and forth at this point I don't I don't even know where we're at on the barter system with that but if you can trade a service for a product then do it, or if you can trade service for service, then do it. Yes, because you would be surprised how many people are open for the barter system, especially, you know, um, well, especially in our region. I don't know about everywhere, but surely to goodness down there, there are places where you can find family members who might be older, who need something done that you can go help them and they in exchange give you something you need even if that something you need is knowledge from them if you can help mow their yard in exchange for mowing their yard instead of having a form of currency you tell you you ask them how to do something and they can explain to you how to do something yes um but um the next thing kind of kind of leads into that as well is learning to do your own small home repairs um even from you know electric plumbing and please if you don't know what you're doing please try to learn this first but just learning how to you know um, turn off your main power source or um, change a light socket or, um, you know, a light switch or installing a ceiling fan, things like that. Or things to repairing like a leaky commode, um, repairing clothing. Uh, it's another thing Emily and I talked about. You know, she had a really good point about, you know, sewing on buttons and him and, and fixing jeans and stuff like that. Those are things that you can do that save you money. It gives you longer wear in your, you know, clothing and stuff like that. And clothes these days are crazy expensive. They are crazy expensive. And something, taking that one step just a little bit further, whenever I do wear jeans completely out to where there is no patching them, which happens at my house quite frequently because we are very rough on jeans, I take those jeans and I salvage the hardware off of them which means buttons zippers and I cut those up and I use them for spare parts to patch jeans in the future the good parts of your jeans or the good parts of any clothing that you wear out often you can salvage the good parts of it to use for patches on whatever else needs to be mended in the long run yes and there's a repurpose for a million and one things that we could we could make a whole po podcast on that which we might have to talk about <clears throat> Let me make but, it. Yes, yeah, repurposing. 
Um, but another thing that kind of leads into that as well is use your community offerings. I know that around here, you know, there's thrift stores, dollar stores, trade times, Facebook marketplace, um, food pantries, food boxes, clothes closets, things like that. You know, there ain't no shame in my game. I walk in a thrift store and I will find me some good deals. And I will go to the dollar store for most of my grocery shopping because it's closer than going all the way across town and into town to the big stores. And you just have to use what's available to you. So if you do have a thrift store available, you can find name brand clothing with very minimal to nowhere for like a tenth of the price sometimes. One of one of our local stores, I think I went in and spent like twenty bucks, but I got me several dresses for work and just to wear, and I got my my little brother some clothes, and I got Davy some clothes, and like you can find mason jars there, you can find silverware there, dishes, all kinds of stuff that you need in your basic household for everyday use, and you can get them for I think I paid three dollars. For name brand dresses. So. Yes. Her stores. I like yes. the dollar store too. I can get all kinds of stuff from the dollar store. And especially like if you like seasonal things. The dollar store some will have really really good deals on seasonal items. After the season has passed. So. The dollar store. Yes, I like Dollar Tree and Dollar Gentral. <laughs> I love them both. Like, they're where it's at. Um, mm -hmm. In the dollar store. But, you know, and also... Go ahead, Joni. No, go ahead. I was about to say, and a lot of the bulk things that you would typically use, I think I can get a giant thing of toilet paper and paper towels and it's only like 10 bucks and I don't have to buy toilet paper for a month for a household of two mm -hmm. I don't have to buy toilet paper for a month if you've got more than two you might have more you might use more toilet paper but for us so yeah and um that leads into you know also if you do have to buy something, you know, that's considered a bigger ticket item, um, make sure you're comparing prices and looking for sales on those things. And I know that sounds kind of common sense, but then you want to practice the seven-day rule. And if it's on s super sale or something like that, a three-day rule, whatever, but you want to kind of sleep on it basically and you want to make sure that you're actually needing this product you can actually afford it and not just psyching yourself up for that purchase because a lot of us do like the dopamine of shopping i'm just saying yeah but we want to make sure that it's something that we absolutely need it's something that we can absolutely afford and that it is the best price we can get Agree, and it's you know, a good it's quality a, product. Yeah, but quality really, really got to spend it. So I'm going to use a rake. 
take that isn't a good you, You're cutting out on me, Miss Emily. On it, and it doesn't have a good fit on it. You're, sure, I mainly you're cutting out, Miss Emily. Or I could go to somewhere else that has a head on it, which I can handle on. But it may be $50. Emily. Are you going to break it? That little bit of money Emily. here versus that $50 rate that lasts you for 30 years. Emily. So you're only going to have to spend that $50 to spend. Emily. Replacing those $10 rates. Emily. Hey. Emily. Emily. Hello. Hello. Okay, are you back now? You, that whole speech of yours went blurry, honey. Good grief. Okay. All I heard was, Okay, so I've put my phone closer to the window, so hopefully it'll work. But as I was saying, you know, for example, if you were going to spend $10 on a lower quality rake that doesn't have a good rake head and doesn't have a good rake handle, or on a higher quality rake, not name brand, but higher quality, that has a good rake head and has a good handle on it, you know, you, yeah, sure, you're saving $40 here by purchasing a $10 rake, but how many $10 rakes are you going to have to buy in order to replace that one $50 rake? So if you absolutely have to have something, make sure it's highest quality possible for the money that you're going to spend. Yes, that is a point well made, ma'am. That's the like the uh, that's the only thing I could think of is because you're going to spend two hundred dollars replacing those ten dollar rakes every year versus fifty dollars for this rake one time, and it may set you back at the time, but eventually it's going to save you money because you're not having to replace that rake every year, every other year because it breaks after a year of use. Yes. Um, another tip we have is cable and satellite. I mean, if you still have cable and satellite in this technological era, you're wasting your money. And I know some people are like, well, it's my only option. Well, okay, I understand. But if you have the option to um, Amazon Prime is Snap EBT, they will give you a discount on your Prime membership. And so it's only like $5.99 a month, which includes Prime Video, which has a lot of free movies and free shows on there. You also can get, um, so like me, for example, I have free Netflix from my cell phone. I have Prime Video from my discounted Prime membership. And then I have a Discovery subscription for six ninety nine because we love the Discovery Channel and all of its counterparts. So I end up spending about $12 a month on television. And I have TV shows and movies and things like that to watch. I think I, for a household of two, I think I wind up spending somewhere around $20 a month. And that's just for 
I have a Hulu subscription, and the reason I have Hulu subscription is so I can watch Mountain Men, and I don't watch Mountain Men for entertainment. I watch that for ideas. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to be straight up and honest with you. The whole reason I have, I, I've kept my Hulu subscription is just so I can watch it to get more ideas. So, you know. Eustace YouTube. Conway and Tom Orr are the men. I'm just saying. I learn all kinds of stuff, and I don't care that I have watched all of it all the way through. I will still pick up something new to watch, to learn, or to craft every time I watch it. I learn something, so it's not just for mindless entertainment. I actually watch something. And, of course, I do have Paramount, and I have something else. But it, it comes on my phone, and I'm able to... If I realize that I'm not using it, I just cancel that subscription. Like, if I realize I'm really genuinely not using something, I cancel it. Yes. But, you know, and I'm in the middle of trying to talk my to my parents about this. You know, um, there are so many free channels you can get with a digital antenna. And you can get so much with your phones. And it's so much cheaper than cable and satellite. My parents still have satellite. And they're paying, like hundred and some dollars a month now like yes. it has almost doubled from when they first signed up for it and so I'm like why why are you still doing this <laughs> I know and it, it just baffles me because I'm like there's so many other services out there you know and there are some services to where if you are low income you can get some internet services now particularly in our area that's really not gonna be feasible because there are some places we just don't get internet um but there are some programs out there that can help lower income families get internet so you yes, know yes and the cell phones do, yes there are programs out there to help the lower income get cell phones now i'm not saying get the internet and cell phone so you can have subscriptions and watch stuff on your on your tv on your phone i'm just saying that there are programs out there that could help you get better communications and technology in your areas sometimes. Yes. Um, I think the next thing on my list is um, making your own home cleaners. Um, vinegar, if you don't know, vinegar is a wonder acid. It has antimicrobial, antibacterial, and antifungal properties. So, if you want to just use plain vinegar to clean your home, you could clean every bit of your home with vinegar. But, you can also make it smell good. So, like Miss Emily and I were talking earlier, you know, and she was talking about buying oranges and lemons and limes and things like that from the grocery store. And instead of just tossing those rinds away, you can soak them in vinegar and make your own orange-scented spray or your own lemon-scented spray. And if now, you wanted to take it... Go ahead. Go right ahead, sweetheart. I'm, I'm going to interject here for a second. That is if you're eating those things. If you eat limes in your house, by all means, save the rinds. Save, save the limes that you've squeezed out. Save those and put them in vinegar. If you eat oranges, if you eat tangerines, if you eat those fruits by all means save them but don't go out and purchase them to make homemade cleaners because that's kind of defeating the purpose and now yes Tony if you they want to take it a step further around here pine trees are very common and all you need to do is you know 
for most of us is walk out in the yard and you've got a pine tree around here. And, you know, especially like white pine, you can just snip a couple of the little end needles off, stick them in some vinegar, set it in a dark spot for about two weeks and pull it out. And you've got your own homemade pine cleaner, pine scented cleaner. And it's, you know, as long as you have a jar, which, you know, Hopefully you're you saving those things that you can reuse. Yes. You have a container to put your vinegar in and you have the vinegar and free pine and then you have free pine cleaner that only costs you the vinegar. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I use that a lot in my home. I use vinegar for everything. I don't yeah. use Clorox on a whole lot of anything. Ever. Because I use vinegar for it. I only use vinegar in my kitchen. It is a food product, but it's also safe for pets and kids and everything. And it works wonderfully to clean everything. <laughs> yes, so, I, I use just plain distilled white vinegar. I don't even go purchase the cleaning vinegars because they're not a vinegar. I look. No. <laughs> so, I mean, plain, just plain white distilled vinegar, and you can use apple cider vinegar, but there are so many other uses for apple cider vinegar, so I don't use it to clean with. No, but white distilled vinegar is relatively cheap. You can use it for, you know, I buy gallons at a time because, you know, you, you know, we use it for canning. We use it for cleaning. We use it for um, pretty much everything. So, you know, yeah. when I find vinegar on sale at one of the big stores that we go to, and it's like a dollar something a gallon or two dollars a gallon nowadays or whatever, you best bet I'm getting three, four of them at a time. Yeah. And something else that we use that's fairly non toxic to humans and animals. Um, instead of using commercial sprays on the farm to, like, combat the weed problem that you will have, if you have a farm, you're going to have weeds. That's just the nature of the beast. But we buy vinegar by the case, and that's what Davey will use to spray instead of using commercial sprays because they make him just feel crummy after a couple of days, and I just don't like them being used anywhere. I don't even like having them on the property, but sometimes... He, he doesn't think that way, but he uses vinegar to, for, for weed spray. Now, granted, you yes. don't kill everything, but it is a really good weed spray. Yes, and we make a mix with vinegar, salt, and Dawn, or cheap dishwashing liquid. I say Dawn, but around here, Dawn is every dishwashing liquid. <laughs> but I don't care what the brand on the bottle says. It's Dawn. Yes, <laughs> um, but you know, you put a little bit of Dawn and a little bit of salt in there and a hot day and you can spray your property lines or you can spray grass in the driveway or uh, weeds around your garden edges, not in your garden, please don't kill your stuff with this vinegar spray, but you can spray around things and it works really good for like We've had an invasion of crabgrass in the driveway that we have sprayed 
Yes, and it's, like I said, it's non-toxic. So, you know, the most that they're going to do is if your dog gets a hold of it and he bites a clump of crabgrass that's been sprayed, he's going to spit it out because it don't taste good, but it's not going to hurt him. And that kind of leads us to, to something else, is if, if you can make something cheaper at home. You know, so the commercial weed sprays are fairly expensive, but, you know, the vinegar, dishwashing liquid, and salt is a cheap alternative to it. Yes. Um you know, even simple things as making sure that you're washing a full load of laundry instead of a half load. If you can air dry your clothes on like a, a clothesline or a pork trail or something like that. I made Navy know. because we have a wood stove in the same room as the, the dryer. So I made him hang me up a line in my laundry room. So in the wintertime, I don't hardly ever use a dryer because I do have that clothesline. But they yes. also make racks. You can use the back of chairs. You, If you've got a, a shower curtain, hang your clothes up on that shower curtain rod. There is no shame in it. Put them on clothes hangers and hang them up on there. Yes, and if you have a wood stove, um, you know, we have a furnace now but we used to have a wood stove and there have been many a times when there were nails on the wall behind the wood stove and we could hang stuff behind there to dry especially you know if you're already going to be having the stove going in the winter why not hang up that you know set of bibs or a couple of sweaters and let them dry there instead of trying to put them in the dryer and run that electricity so much more exactly because electricity bills are getting out the roof this time of the year. Um, along the lines of fuel and energy, if you have the ability to do it, instead of just getting 10 or $20 in your vehicle, now some of you that may fill your car up, but making sure that you're at least trying to fill your car up to the best of your financial ability, because that's not only going to save you money, it's also going to save you time because your car is full. It's going to, you know, you don't have to stop every day and get gas and pay the taxes every day you're only going to pay the taxes one time you're not going in the store and picking something else up several times a week versus you're filling your car up once a week and you're going in and grabbing a drink and some other convenience item versus going in and doing that every day yes and you know unplugging all your appliances that you're not using um turning the extra light off that you're not needing making sure that you know you don't have that toaster oven plugged in that you're going to use last saturday and you're not going to use again for another few days you know go ahead and unplug that and save yourself a little bit and that little bit adds up a penny saved is a penny earned is what i was preached as to what i had preached to me several times as a child is a penny saved is a penny earned so yes um, and and the only other thing well, I have two more things on my list, Miss Emily. I don't know about you, but um, this one goes back to self-care. Is, you know, a lot of community events are free. So why not go find those free events to attend and, you know, meet some of your community and, you know, 
that saves on your bottom line, but it also helps you with self-care if that's up your alley, at least. Yes, I would. I, I hadn't thought about that one, but that's a really, really good one. Um, and and the only other thing I have is um, learning to forage, fish, hunt, etc. Um, you know, those are all skills that you might need one of these days. But also, when it comes down to your bottom line, if you are sourcing your food from wild sources, then that's less money out of pocket for you at the end of the, you know, at the end of the budget. Agreed. Agreed. Um, speaking of food, um, I think it's really beneficial for people to learn how to break up whole cuts of meat. So I'm going to use for an example that we talked about earlier, and I'm going to be quick about it because we're pushing our time limit. But the other day I went into the store and I could have bought three chicken breasts for $8, almost $9 versus I was able to purchase a whole chicken, which has two chicken breasts, two chicken legs, two chicken thighs on it. And I was able to take the carcass of it and create a chicken stock out of it. So learn to cut up those whole cuts of meat. Don't be afraid of bones. There are several good sources on YouTube on how to break up whole cuts of meat. It is intimidating at first, but when you get the hang of it, I think I broke up that chicken the other night in, what, 10 minutes, Joni? If that. If that, yes, ma'am. But I've been and, chopping meat since I was an infant. So. And for those that homestead <laughs> and raise their own chickens or whatever, you know, you can, just like we do, you know, we raise a new set to come in every year and the older ones and the ones that aren't laying or producing or the ones that we can cull out, you know, those go in the freezer and they're food. And, you know, you have to know how to break that down to get it in the freezer. Exactly. And I'm going to quote Roots and Refuge podcast again, turn your waiting room into a classroom. So, you know, if your dream is to have, a homestead and have stock and have animals and have all of those things but you're in a situation right now where you can't m learn about it learn how to go ahead and buy a whole chicken and break up that chicken because whenever you get to the point to where if you are wanting to process your own chickens then you already have that skill set you're not learning it you already have those skill sets that you need you know so or at least you, you at least you have a better idea of what to expect. Hey, I remember the first time Emily called out one of her chickens. I, I video called you and asked you, yes. how in the world do I do this? Because I knew the basics of it, but I had never done it on my own. And then after that, it, I was golden. <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was the, the initial call part that got me because if somebody else has done plucked it and brought it into me, I can make short work of it. But, and, and that goes back to, you know, when we were talking about the barter system, that little bit of knowledge, you know, that's something I learned from my grandmother. And, you know, that's something that when I can impart a little bit of knowledge for Miss Emily 
And, you know, maybe you have someone around you that can give you that advice or help guide you through that. Yes. And I mean, that's invaluable knowledge because one day you may have somebody that you're teaching to do that, whether it's your kids, whether it's your nieces, whether it's your adopted family members, somebody may need that skill. Yes. Um, I think the only other thing that I really wanted to touch up on is just kind of like easier said than done because we're all hoarders in our own little way because the more poverty you lived in, the more hoarding you tend to do because you, you don't want to let anything go because you're worried that you may not have it. And that yes. is something that I battle all of the time and I'm not yes. ashamed to admit it. Yes. Um, but <laughs> I, I have an organized chaos and if somebody else tried to find something, they could not find it. However, I can find it and I can just about tell you exactly where it's going to be at. But yes, how to simplify and organize that home to where it fits you, your needs, whatever those needs are, whether it's, you know, you want to have more kitchen space, we'll organize your kitchen to where you can have more counter space. But make sure that you know exactly where everything's at and you know where your favorite spatula is at so you don't have to go purchase another favorite spatula. Um, and But do it slowly. So do one thing at a time. Take it one month at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself. Do not let the manic episodes that happen overwhelm you. And then whenever you're not in your manic episodes anymore, you can't find anything. Do it slowly. Yes. But and it's okay to hoard a little bit. It just is don't okay let to it, hoard a little bit. Just don't let it take over your life. Exactly. Do not let any of that take over your life because then it can be a whole nother issue in and of itself. But simplifying and organizing your home to make sure you have exactly what you need and you're not purchasing duplicates because you can't find something. And do it slowly. If you have any more tips, tricks, advice that you would like to share with us, please be sure to leave us a comment here or on our Facebook page over um, Grow Where You're At. Because yes. any tri tips, tricks, or advice you got we could use, we would appreciate. Or if there's any advice you want to share with anybody else, let us know. We'll be glad to share it. Because knowledge, yes. knowledge is money. In my, in my eyes, in my opinion, is the more knowledge you have, the more, the, the wealthier you are. Yes. And wealth is not always money. Like she said, knowledge is wealth. It's just a different form of wealth. It is. It is. But I think that's about covered all of the, the frugal living tips I think we have wrote down. Um. And as always, Next. questions, comments, or concerns, like Joni said. Yes, ma'am. Next week, we're going to be talking about some Thanksgiving recipes, I believe. Yes, particularly um, the Blue Ridge region of Appalachian recipes or what we typically have at a Thanksgiving. Yes, so we're excited for that one. Um, if y'all have any favorites, leave us a comment. Um, we might include that in our podcast next week. So yes. what is your 
growing minute this week, Miss Emily? I think for my growing minute is I'm going to enjoy this little bit of weather that we're having. But also, I think I'm going to work on some more sewing and just taking my own advice and trying to organize a little bit more. And just living more intently, living intentionally. Like, if it's not going to bring me joy, why am I going to do it? Except for, you know, I have to get gas in my car, and I don't enjoy doing that. (laughs) Understood. (laughs) But try to make sure that I'm doing things that bring me joy and happiness and peace and not stressing me out even more. So, Miss Joni, what's your growing minute? Um, I think I'm just excited to get this key cart out and turn it into my little craft table. And I don't know whether I want to start needle felting a new project or do one of my little diamond paintings or what, but I'm excited. And so I'm going to be doing something. (laughs) Yes. And I'm just going to give everybody a forewarning. Our growing minutes and blooming minutes are probably going to consist of what crafts we're working on because it is the crafting time of year. Yes. And Miss Emily has been sewing a blanket, quilt, and I have been doing a little bit of woodworking and leather crafting. And so it's the time of year you're going to get to hear all about our little crafts. (laughs) Yes. And if you have a craft project that you're working on and you want to share, let us know. We'll be glad to share it. Yes. And, you know, as always, we want you to remember to grow where you're at. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. It's real and it's raw. Now go forth and be barefoot and feral. And most importantly, remember to grow where you're at. Bye.